Welcome to the Creating Your Best Self podcast. We're your hosts, David N. Johnson. And I'm T. LaVon Lawrence. The Creating Your Best Self podcast is all about personal change. It's about creating the absolute best version of yourself so you can help others achieve the same. It's about living your life with intent, gratitude, and a deep level of self-worth and happiness. Today, we'll discuss the second of four pillars of living your best life. In this episode, we're going to talk about your health, both physical and mental, and how it relates to living your best life. The World Health Organization says that being healthy is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. It does not say that being healthy is the absence of symptoms. It goes further than that. Being healthy takes intent. It's something you have to do continually. You work on it every day. This is your plan for staying mentally and physically fit. Stay tuned. By now, 14 episodes in, everybody knows how much I like quotes. So I'm going to start this one off with a quote (laughs) by Mark Twain, right? So the the only way to keep your health is to eat what you don't want, drink what you don't like, and do what you'd rather not. Now, I don't know about you, (laughs) T, but that doesn't sound like fun at all. I mean, But it seems like to be that way sometimes, you know. It does, doesn't it? I mean, who wants to do what they don't want to do? None of us, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, change, change is an uphill battle. We have to fight with our subconscious because it wants to do what it's always done. It doesn't like change, right? So the problem, the problem here really isn't is it isn't even willpower. The problem no, may not it's even, not. It isn't right. It has nothing at all to do with willpower. Um, uh, the the problem may not even be the actual thing that you're trying to change. Um, is too hard, right? That's not that's probably not even the the problem, right? Um. The problem is that you've done something the same way so many times, many thousands and thousands of times, that you've programmed your brain to do things a certain way. Yep. So, right? So it it makes it difficult. We've talked about this before, right? Uh I forget which episode it is, two or three. We talked about it. Probably nearly programming. (laughs) All right. So so going against that programming is the hardest part. Uh, It takes serious work to, to retrain your brain. And that's why we've come up with the four pillars of living your best life. They're, uh, they're, they're kind of an easy to understand uh, and they help to, to know the four areas of your life that you need to focus on. So the first part of we're going to focus on um, is your physical health, right? Now, there are a lot of physical health propaganda circling the internet these days. Um, and while neither one of us, you know, T or myself, we are, we are no health gurus, we both do have skin in the game. Uh, personally, literally. <laughs> lots of it. Uh, so, you know, personally, um, I've lost over 80 pounds um, and it's something I continue to battle, uh, but it's a major focus in my life, you know, as I as I near my mid 40s. I will be 43 next month, so uh, wow. definitely something I need to take care of. Dude, you've just yeah. grown up before my eyes. I know, right? God, you've known each other, what, 17 years now? Yeah. Right. So, so being healthy uh, mean it means being proactive. Uh, you know, so being healthy means being proactive. Uh, and and not getting serious about your health care only when you get sick. So you should always choose health care over sick care because sick care could mean that you're too late, right? And I think I think that as we're as so we're young, important. that is, is oh my god, dude, that is a really important point. And and that's how most people operate. They wait till sick care comes in. Absolutely. I mean, how many times you wait for something to kind of 
hit you in the face before you before you do something about it. And I think when it comes to your health, both physical and mental, that we need to take care of that before it becomes a problem because too many times it is way too late. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna cover we're gonna cover physical health here first. Um, and there are five things that you must be aware of, right? Uh, regular activity. Yeah. Good nutrition. Mm-hmm. Drinking lots of water. Amen. Your gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting adequate rest. So oh, that's that's <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we, same, right? We'll talk about that, I'm sure. So, uh, so re- regular. Let's start with regular activity first. So, um, it's the part. This is the thing that kind of scares everybody, right? So, regular activity doesn't doesn't have to mean you know rigorous ex- exercise, right? It could it could mean getting outside and going going on a nature walk, which which is also good for your mental health, or even yep. or even working in the garden, right? So. Well, that's a good one. I learned that from your wife, man. That is, oh, I really, that's, that's not easy work out there. No, it's not, you know, and like I said, it's really good for your mental health as well. So yeah, uh, get out there, get out there and garden. Um, your focus doesn't have to be running multiple miles a day. Uh, your, your focus really should be just to get started. That way you get into the flow that a habit creates. Start small, yeah. work yeah. your way up, right? You gave an example uh, way back uh, in some previous episodes about even uh, even if you start like one minute, learn, you know, going on a run, you just run mm-hmm. for one minute and then you do it two minutes the next time. I like that example. Yeah, just work on it being a habit. If it ever gets too hard, just stop right there and continue those two minutes for three weeks, whatever it takes, just just till just till it becomes a habit. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically, just look at your day now. If you're mostly sedentary, then take a take a short walk around the block. It, it doesn't really have to be that long. Just commit to doing this at least like five days a week for a month, and, and then just adjust upwards, as I just said. Just adjust upwards. So the di- the idea here is just to get moving more uh-huh. than you currently are. Yeah, it, it reminds me of my own routine, which took a little while because I started out slow. Uh, I In previous episode, I talked about how I wanted to get to a point of being able to run on the treadmill uh, and I started out with just one minute uh, and then I just increased it every day. And it was it was so easy that, you know, even at the beginning, I felt like, am I wasting my time by doing one minute or two minute of this two minutes of this particular thing? But in the end, it just made it easier. And, and you get it's like in the in this book, Atomic uh, Habits by James Clear. Uh, the most important thing is to make it easy on yourself uh, because your brain will always resist difficulty. So that's the way I started my routine. And when, when I'm out in uh, the country in northern New Jersey and I'm visiting your place, one of the things I like to do is get up early and combine both my physical activity with mental activity by going for a nature walk and going outside. Now, for me, it was just a walk until I realized, holy smoke i'm out here in nature it i can hear the birds the sun's sun's rising it's coming over the hills i can hear the cows mooing and it's just a, a super nice way to get in some physical exercise while making yourself even happier so i do love to do that uh you yourself you've got a good routine for getting in some physical activity too david don't you yeah yeah for sure and before i before i, I bring that up i know Watching you on your nature walks out there, looking at each and every individual flower is, uh, <laughs> you know, nothing at all wrong with that, right? They're they're beautiful, it's it's great for your mental health. Really absolutely, is, yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, so uh, kind of one one thing that I've been, you know, I've started is, you know, I got an exercise bike, 
Um, and it's just not your ordinary, everyday, run-of-the-mill exercise bike. Um, and it's no, it's not a Peloton either. Um, so it's a torture machine as well. It's it a torture machine, exactly. <laughs> so I think one of my one of my one of my biggest excuses is, you know, I don't have the time to do this. And so what I did is I removed that excuse for myself and I got a Carol bike, a C-A-R-O-L, Carol, a Carol bike. And so Carol bike is, you know, AI driven. Um, it will will take a look at your you know, your resistance, your power level, and it will make adjustments for you. And the whole idea and the premise behind the bike is you can you can ride it for eight to nine minutes um, is all you need to do because um, it will, you know, it will it will increase the resistance. You go on 20 minute, 20 minutes, <laughs> 20 second sprints at the mm-hmm. end of which will, you know, take almost everything you can. And the idea is that after those eight or nine minutes, it's the equivalent of a 45 minute jog. And I will tell you, after those eight minutes, and I almost sound like I'm a commercial, but I'm I'm, I'm not. But after those after those eight or nine minutes, I am I'm I'm done. So it's dude, it's, it's, I've it's, it's, seen it's, you. I mean, you go you you go downstairs. Eight minutes later, you come back up and you're drenched with sweat, and you're just broadcasting this high level of energy, man. So it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. I I maybe I need to tell my wife that I've fallen in love with her. So okay, so <laughs> second part second second part uh, is good nutrition, right? So eating healthy really isn't rocket sciences, right? Science, right? We all understand that an apple is a better nutritional choice than eating cheesecake, even though it isn't as yummy or isn't as fun, right? So there are a lot of diets out there and it can be it can be confusing, right? It's 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 really confusing. So however, if you focus on, you know, like on a calorie deficit while eating heart healthy foods, you're well on your way to becoming healthier. So um calorie deficit explain calorie right? deficit. Yeah, yeah. So to lose a pound of fat you need to burn 3,500 more calories than you consume in a week. So this could be done via exercise, um, eating less, or both, right? So if you want to eat more, then exercise more, right? If you want to exercise less, then then eat less, right? So, yeah, so this there's really, not even really a sacrifice if you look at it that way. You know, if you do want to eat more, you can. You can just exercise <laughs> more, right? Right. So so um so 3,500. So if you're if you want to lose a, a pound a week. Um, and you need to, so it means you need to burn 3,500 more calories. Uh, that that's that's equal to about 500 calories per day. Uh, if you want to lose two pounds that a week, that's a thousand calorie a day deficit. So it really is just math. But we need to keep in mind that not all calories are created equal, right? So the source of your calories will affect how your body metabolizes its energy. And calories, that's all calories. That's all calories is, is is energy. So yeah, if you want to stay fuller longer, um, you can choose like nuts whole grains, fruits, vegetables, fish, you know, all the stuff that we know that we're supposed to eat, you know, not the, you know, not the cheeseburgers and not the cookies, right? That is definitely hard for me because, you know, I definitely love the baked goods. Uh, (laughs) I I never really get that impression, man, because you eat, you do eat so healthy and it also helps that you, you have a family that eats healthy with you. you So it's not like going against you or anything. Um, And everything you list there. Now, you know, that I've had exposure to people who do eat healthy, when I think about those things, instead of thinking that I'm missing out on something by eating nuts, whole grains, fruits, vegetables and fish, I see the picture of them in my mind and I start to salivate because they are delicious once you make it a habit. For sure. And, you know, it started it started off with us when we were trying to really get healthy kind of as a family um, Uh is really taking a look at all the preservatives and stuff that we were, you know, that we were eating that we all eat, you know. Um, yeah. We all eat so many preserved, especially here in the U.S. It's in everything. And so and pesticides, too. Absolutely. In our, in so the food. Yeah. This is why we went organic. 
Um, everything we eat is organic. Uh, so it, which, which is interesting because once you start going that route and you're looking at the organic fruits and vegetables or the meats and you look at the one that's not, there's definitely uh-huh. a price difference, right? It's, it's difficult, but it's one of those things that we had to make as a sacrifice for our health. And we've noticed a major difference. We've even, uh, we've even, even the, the stuff that we wash our clothes with or that our cleaners for around the house, they're all, you know, plant-based and, and yeah. healthy, absolutely everything. We, we've done that. Yeah, you um, removed poisons from your household. Absolutely. You know, I went to a talk one time before, um, and I, it's been a long time and I just thought about this. And so this was about a doctor. Um, and the way she said it, it's like, um, you know, your health is like, you can only, your body is, 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 is amazing. It will remove toxins on its own, but it right. only can remove so much at a time. And said, so you think it like a, a sink and you're putting all these toxins in, these toxins are going to go down the drain, but if you start pouring too much toxins in at once, where you're pouring so much more in that the drain can't drain fast enough. That's when you start having spillage. This is when yeah. you start getting sick. So if you start removing all of this other stuff from your body, we know we can't do it 100%. There's just no way. But yeah. if we start getting rid of it as much as we can, then it's going to be much easier for us to stay healthy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so second, second is drink is drink lots of water. So um, water is important, right? And I've I I only ever drink water. Go out to dinner, go at home. I only drink water. I've done that for years. I was a conscious decision. It wasn't easy in the beginning. I was a big so Mountain no Dew fan. So no soda or anything like that when you go to dinner? Nope, never, never. If I drink anything, if I drink anything else besides water, which would probably be five to ten percent of the time, um, it might be lemonade or something. But yeah. Um, and this is direction I went. I'm not telling everybody to go this direction because you can get, you know, you can get water from food and the other stuff that you drink. It's just my decision, um, and it's become it's become easy for me since then. Well, um, I, I drink a lot of coffee, but I'm not getting much water from it. <laughs> you get plenty of water from coffee, but I know. I, <laughs> I, I, all right, so so water is important, right? It's your body's principal chemical component. Uh, it can make upwards of 70% of your body weight. Now, how much water your body needs per day? Depends on your health, how active you are, and where you live, right? So uh, depending on how air the environment is, you're going to need more water than oh, somebody yeah. who lives in a wet yeah. environment, right? So there really there really isn't a single formula that fits everybody, uh, mm-hmm. but every cell in your body does require water to work along with every tissue and every single organ. And so we all know how important water is. We've all heard this many, many times, but none of us really do it. They don't understand the importance of it or how how well it helps us for not only our physical health, for our mental health as well. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so for instance, lack of water can lead to dehydration, uh, which even mild dehydration can lead to your body being unable to carry out its normal functions. And there's a whole long list of issues that can cause from not drinking enough water. Um, it can also drain your energy and it will make you tired. So, yes. Right. So how much water does your body need? So the average adult female living in a, you know, a temperate climate will need about uh, 11 and a half cups of water a day. The average adult male needs about 15 and a half, right? So you may need more or less depending on how, how much you exercise um, or your environment or your overall health. Um, even if you're pregnant or breastfeeding tea, right? So, yeah. Right? You, you will, you'll, need, you'll need more water uh, for that. So you know that – one thing that I know is, is you know that you're drinking enough water when you rarely feel thirsty. So I've, I've got to the point where if I always think about it. If I'm thirsty, I know I'm not drinking enough, meaning – I want to be proactive with my water intake. So if I'm thirsty, yeah. I don't want to become thirsty ever, right? So so you know that you're drink you're not drinking enough when you, when you know you're drinking enough when you really feel thirsty. 
Um, and, and your urine is colorless or maybe maybe a light yellow. Well, let me ask you this. How do you keep track of your water intake? Do you just keep a bottle by you? Do you literally track it or what? No, I used to to kind of get get in the habit of drinking of drinking enough. Like, uh, for instance, at the office, I have a uh, there's, I did buy a, a, a bottle, not one of those automated ones that kind of drink it and, and can sync with your phone. But uh-huh. what it does is it has times on the side. So it says eight o'clock, nine o'clock. So you fill it up. It's meant to you can drink it t- two of them a day. And so it has times on it from um, I forget what it starts at, like eight to five o'clock. And so, you know, by looking at the time, if I've drunk enough, I haven't then I will drink until that, uh, until that time. Um, but since then, since I do that, I, uh, I've gotten pretty good at, at being more habitual with drinking. Well, that's good. Cause I know from a personal standpoint that drinking more water isn't always easy, but a good rule of thumb is that when you become thirsty, you're not drinking enough uh, to help yourself drink more, tie it to a routine, such as when you first wake up or each time you go to the bathroom to change things yeah and to change things up you want to flavor your water with say lemons or limes i actually know people who drink more water because they do put lemon and lime in it and me i i like mine just plain straight up and i also like my water at room temperature i don't like drinking it ice cold uh you could even use strawberries or even herbs and you know some some people do like uh uh certain sweet seasonings in their water anything to not tastes like water to them because not everybody right. likes the taste of well, which is strange to me because water takes away all bad tasting for me you know now if you're having a tough time drinking water then start tracking it uh there are many bottles on the market that will help you track your water intake mm-hmm. you can even set an hourly alarm on your phone to drink a glass of water which i have done i've had to make myself do it because sometimes you know in a busy day i'll forget however you do it make sure you get enough water it's important for sure so um, so that takes us to gut health, right? So your gut biome is the foundation of your health, right? Good gut health happens when there's a good balance between uh, between bacteria, so the helpful uh, bacteria and the potential harmony bacteria in your digestive system. So, so you know, during this during this during this episode, we're going to kind of go into each one of these kind of a little bit like we have done. But we uh-huh. I encourage you, we encourage you to make sure that you go out there and you re- learn more about it. And if you've never really looked into the importance of gut health before and maybe you haven't heard it or maybe you've heard it and don't really know what it means i urge you to go out there and research it because it's very very important and it'll open your eyes to a lot of things yeah i i haven't looked into it myself although i've heard people talking about it Mm -hmm. Uh, and when i hear terms like biome and there's creatures living in your stomach i just kind (laughs) of get the willies but uh i have taken the overall view that you got you have to eat better in order to maintain that environment but go ahead Oh yeah, for sure. And this is and this is why when some people even take um, antibiotics, of course, can 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 kill a lot of that healthy bacteria. It'll kill harmful bacteria, but it'll kill the healthy bacteria, the stuff that helps your body do what it does. Um, and so this is why they say, you know, if you're taking antibiotics, eat eat yogurt or take it or, or take a probiotic uh, to help um, increase the number of living um, uh, the good bacteria in your gut. So eighty eighty percent of your immune system and even most of your serotonin is in the gut, which means, which means that if your gut isn't healthy, then your immune system hormones won't function properly. Uh, I didn't know serotonin sick. was in your gut. Yeah, it is. So check Dude, it out. It is. of information. It Thank is. you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. It's, it's just fascinating. And it's the, it's the importance of it. And there's a lot of things that you can eat when it comes to, you know, when it comes to your, you know, your, to your gut health, like fermented um, fruits and vegetables, like sauerkraut, for instance, or taking a probiotic, uh, pickles, 
Uh, kimchi is a is a great one. Kabucha, all these drinks that you that you hear on the market, yogurt. There's a lot of different things that will help you with that. You know, with the um, um, with the good bacteria. So, uh, so there are a few factors that affect the health of your gut. First is stress, right? Stress leads to what? <laughs> yeah. So it can. Yeah. So stress leads to what is referred to um, as intestinal permeability, or what we most people might have heard of it called is leaky gut. So, oh man, I gotta start <laughs> meditating more, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. So. It's crazy, right? I mean, stress will hurt you physically. And, and this is something that's interesting. As we're going through these, as we're going through all these pillars, you'll start seeing how each and every single one of them are connected together. Every one of them. They have they have four or five different things that kind of connect them together. And we'll talk more about that in future episodes. But just know that um, you know that the leaky, leaky stress will, will hurt you physically and mentally. But um, what it does in your gut, the leaky gut does, is it kind of tips the scale towards an imbalance of more harmful than beneficial bacteria. Okay. Second one is poor nutrition. So eating lots of processed food um, and sugar can harm the beneficial bacteria in your gut and can lead to inflammation, right? And so yeah. inflammation leads to a lot of health issues, lots of health issues. So definitely if you, if you eat something and you, you feel like you're kind of being inflamed, like with me, it's sugar. Um, I can feel, yeah. I can feel, I can, I can feel it in my, it's so funny. I find myself doing this all the time is taking my wedding ring on and off as an indicator. If I'm feeling, if I'm, um, if I've eaten something that I'm not, I can feel kind of how, how loose or how tight it is on me. And I know, Oh, maybe really? I should stop eating that. Yeah. I do it all the time. Huh. Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned earlier, long-term, a third way, um, another factor that can affect your gut is long-term antibiotic and anti-acid use actually. So, while there is a time and a place for these medications, right? Absolutely. Uh, long-term use can decrease B12 in your gut, um, which is which is highly essential for like uh, cell production, brain function, function, and of course energy. Um, all of these kind of kill the beneficial bacteria in your gut, which is which is why you really should consult a physician before using them. And so I know you're thinking, okay, how can I get antibiotics without consulting a physician? How much, have, go look in your medicine cabinet. You probably have antibiotics sitting there. So don't just take them. Make sure you talk with your physician before you do that. Well, how do you know that you have an unhealthy gut? Well, gas, bloating, constipation, or diarrhea. It can present itself in many different forms, such as autoimmune disorders, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes. Here's one, brain fog. I've experienced that. Headaches. I get that when I'm not when I when I'm not taking in enough water. Fatigue. I've experienced that. Chronic pain. Thank goodness I'm not dealing with that. Sleep issues. I've dealt with that, and I know people who do uh, have to who suffer through sleep issues, especially as I'm getting older, as I'm above 50 years old, uh, and even mood swings. I know for a fact that if you're not taking care of your gut health or your health overall, that it's going to affect your moods. Or uh, or or if, if it's you, talking about tribes will also affect your moods. <laughs> oh, it definitely will, man. You start talking about groups and places, people you belong with. Uh, now, by managing your stress levels, eating healthily, exercising, and getting enough rest, you can balance your microbiome. Eat plenty of fibrous foods such as legumes and fruits, fermented foods such as yogurt and sauerkraut, and limit your intake of artificial sweeteners such as aspartame. Also, be sure to eat prebiotic foods such as artichokes, bananas, oats, and yummy apples. I encourage you to do your research here 
There is more to a healthy gut than David and I can talk about in one podcast episode, but you'll learn all that you can by doing your reading. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So again, just like T said, make sure that you dive into each every one of these. It's it's important, right? Your health. It is important. Is important. Dude. You're talking your life here, you know. Absolutely, and your health and your health is important, right? And you like this is quotes, why, right? I just I saw, like yeah, I saw quotes uh, recently. I think it might have it might uh, have been uh, Confucius, uh, and and it went to something to the effect that uh, you don't know what's important in life until you lose your health, and then you realize that your health is the most important thing in life. Wow. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, very true. This is why it's one of the four pillars. It's something that's very important, something that you need to focus on. This is how you live your best life. <clears throat> and so the, the the last part of. No, uh, I do have one question healthcare. before you before yeah. you begin on that. Have you have you ever experienced that you could be having a great day, but if you find yourself not feeling well, the day itself feels lousy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because. Yeah. We yeah we 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 talked about that before in a it's funny I don't know how I can listen to podcasts and someone says go back to episode twenty three in season two and this is what we talked about I don't even remember what we talked about three episodes ago <laughs> we probably got to start a database man <laughs> probably um but we talked we talked about you know uh, priority chaos right and so we talked about we talked about that before and how certain things will you know uh, take priority in our minds and this is one of the things right when you're when you're not feeling good. That's the only thing that you can think about, and it will ruin your day. Absolutely. Because that's what you experience in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why one of the reasons I have really um, uh, taken my health and made it a higher priority, because I know that if I'm not feeling good, work, people, nothing is going to feel good. No, right. Absolutely. So uh, so let's talk about the last part of, of, of being healthy, and that's getting adequate rest. Now, I will be the first to admit, and I know you will be the second to admit, that <laughs> I, I, I hate that we have to sleep, that we have to sleep, right? It does, I, know, I hate it too, bro. Man, could you know how much work I could get done if the body didn't need it? Oh, we well, we're already machines, both of us. We'd be just terminators. <laughs> uh, but it's important, right? So it is, it is very important. So during sleep, the brain is highly active, very active, right? Um, so it, it does a, does a lot of stuff. It carries out many, many different functions that are very important to both your mental and physical functioning for the very next day. So without sleep, we would have a tough time fighting off uh, diseases. Um, our immune systems would, would suffer greatly. And it would negatively affect every single process in the body, every single one of them. So I can't stress enough the importance of getting enough good sleep. Um, It will help uh, the brain function. It will help to keep your emotions in check, which, again, goes to the the, uh, mental health part of this. Um, It helps keep your weight under control. Um, It reduces the disease risk, reduces stress. Um, It helps you to think more clearly um, and do better work. Um, do better at work or at, or at school. So, yep. um, so just, just like with water, uh, I said it kind of varies on the individual, how much sleep the per- you need kind of varies to the individual as well. But how about yourself, what do you get by on? I get by, I do, I do pretty good on about six hours of sleep. Um, Me a day. too. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. So I, I'm pretty consistent with the time that I wake up. Um, last night I did, I go, I went to bed a little later. The wife and I were playing some call of duty. So uh-huh. it went it went it went kind of late, but um, but but typically typically I'm in bed by eleven, 
end up by, you know, five or so. No, man, I'm 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 six hour guy myself, too. And then one th- strange thing, if I get more than six, I actually feel lousy. But if I get less than six, um, I feel like I missed out on a little bit of something. I can feel that hour or two hours not there. For sure. So, yeah. But again, it's it's habituation, too. You got to find the, 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 the sleep cycle that works for you. And sometimes you have to consult a professional. And, and, you know, they have sleep centers and things like that that can help you do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, don't you guys uh, you guys actually have a tool that measures your sleep effectiveness, don't you? Uh, yeah. Well, my wife, you know, wears her Fitbit, right, that mm-hmm. kind of looks at it. Um, and she's and, and she's learned we, she's she's learned kind of you know, what time she should go to sleep. We've learned a certain music that we've listened to at night that works that works well that we can listen to. It's good mm-hmm. to have a little bit of a little bit of white noise going, making sure it's mm-hmm. dark in the room. So there are certain things that we've learned to become better sleepers or more efficient sleepers. Um, mm-hmm. I even noticed my wife even needs a lot less hours than she used to need um, okay. as we've, as we've learned to sleep. So we learn to sleep better. So one thing I was listening, I was listening to a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, the, in, and we'll talk, we'll probably talk about this in a future episode when we talk about uh, the circadian rhythm that we have, but whatever uh-huh. time, whatever time that you wake up, be consistent with it. Whatever time that you go to sleep, be consistent with it. Uh, because you'll start noticing a lot of differences when you go to bed at the same time and wake at the same time every single day because your body gets in the rhythm uh, in the habit of doing that. That was that was a, it's a lot easier now that I'm older than when I was younger. I, I kind of feel sorry for the younger folks who have to have a social life and friends and, and you know, busy <laughs> activities. Me having what some people would consider to be no life, but which I enjoy thoroughly. It's easy for me to get those kinds of routines. But again, that you it's something you really do need to focus on. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. So um, so I have a list here of kind of hours that you need. I'm gonna go a couple a couple of because it's different. Like newborns, you know, zero to three months need need about 14 to 17 hours of sleep. They're so um, lazy. I know, right? Get, get up and get a job. So um <laughs> I'm totally joking. I love kids for those that are listening. So um uh, preschoolers, you know, three to five need ten to thirteen hours. Uh, teenagers, eight to 10, younger adults, seven to nine, older adults, you know, 65 plus need seven, to eight hours. And, and our age brackets, you know, 26 to 64 usually need about seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Man, that's dude. If I did seven to eight hours, ah, I'd have, I'd have to train myself for that. For sure. And that's why it's important for each one of us to know what is best for us. Yeah. Now the second part, or the, the second part of the second pillar of your health is your mental health. Now, that includes your psychological, emotional, and social well-being. Let's discuss a little bit about all three of those aspects, as any shortfall in one leads to a lower quality experience in all three. First is, well, psychological well-being. The way you think, the nature of your thoughts, the content contained within those thoughts and the attention you give them determine the emotions that you consistently experience in relation to everything and everyone you encounter. Every thought you think brings an experience with it. Now, it ranges from darkly negative to brilliantly positive, from painful to pleasurable. And if the thought is clear and vivid enough it can change your mood completely to match that thought. Your emotional well-being can be self-assessed by you 
and taking careful stock of whether the dominant thoughts in your mind help you grow, evolve, and become happier. If they don't, then you'll need to make finding a solution a top priority. Yeah, so there have been like so many studies done on psychological well-being. Um, it has proven that people with a higher psychological well-being live longer, healthier lives. So they're even more likely to enjoy a better quality of life. So if you're looking to Dude, improve, we're both living examples of that. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. So I think, you know, I think um, the psychological well-being is 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 just it's just so important. I mean, you got you have to take care of yourself, right? Just yeah. all the stuff we talked about with being physically fit, you have to take care of yourself. What's mentally. the term nowadays? Self-care. Self-care. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking to improve your psychological well-being, there are a few things that you can do. Now, most of these we've, we've actually spoken about before, but um, as our audience we grows. We can't tell you mean, which episode, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. um, uh, most of these we've spoken about before, but as our, as our audience grows, um, there may be those of you that are just tuning in. So the first, the first thing you can do is to create a purpose. So by yeah. living a life of meaning and purpose, you are by default improving your psychological well-being. Now, it's kind of – I understand what I'm about to say is probably kind of morbid, but think about what you want your eulogy to say. In fact, go ahead and write your eulogy now. I mean go all out. Then take a look at it. Now, are you that person? If not, then you know what you need to work on. Uh, the second thing you can do is to think positively, right? So, think, dude, you just told me to think about eulogies. Now you're saying think positively. <laughs> right, right. So think positively about your life. Come on, come on. So, um, so first part, have a purpose. Second part, think positively. Uh, think about a better future and what you can do in the present to prepare for that future. Um, recall positive life events, things that have happened in your yeah. past, right? Think about stuff that makes you happy and about things. And, uh, and don't focus on the negatives and understand that what you are going through now isn't the totality of your life. You can make changes, right? Because yeah, I think a lot like, of times – It's like looking at a movie and pulling out one frame somewhere in the first half. That's not the movie. That's just a still. Ab yep, ab absolutely. So um, another way you can focus on being positive is just to perform acts of kindness without expecting anything in return. And bonus points if the person you're being kind to doesn't even know it was you. I like that. Yeah. So a, a, a few other ways to bring positive in your life is to show gratitude. We've talked about this before. That's practice, a big one. Yeah. Yes. Practice mindfulness, uh, mm -hmm. prayer or both. Again, we've talked about this before, too. Um, identify your strengths and understand that you are way more powerful than you give yourself credit for. Uh, and forgive yourself. Forgive those that have hurt you, uh, if not for them, for you, because that's how you heal and that's how you move forward. So lastly – uh, foster strong, meaningful relationships. Now, this will be the focus of the next episode, but I, what, what I want you to understand now is that it's the quality of relationships that matter, not the quantity, which yeah. is so very important because we like to collect people um, and say, hi, have all these <laughs> friends, which it doesn't matter, right? Um, uh, it's, it's the quality of those relationships. So uh, loneliness can take a serious toll on both your emotional and your physical health. We, we just were not created to be solitary creatures. Um, I read about one study the other day that said uh, being uh, being lonely is as lethal as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Are you kidding? Wow. Yeah, 15 cigarettes. Now, that kind of puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so T, T us off on our next point. Well, emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. 
your emotional well-being is the overall quality of your feelings and the effect that they have on your moment-to-moment experience of life. Life is what you feel about it. And if the thoughts you think tend to stir up feelings that interfere with your enjoyment of your day, including dealing with other people, then you might have to work at improving your level of management and mastery over your emotions. And that can be approached in several ways. One of the tools I like to use in gaining mastery when it comes to my emotional life is mindfulness. I use it because I've just become so familiar with it over decades of use. It's it's a habit for me. Mm-hmm. I recommend that you learn all you can about the practice of mindfulness. Mindfulness is the discipline of learning how to disconnect your attention from whatever thought happens to take over the stage of your mind so that you can step out of your imagination and back into the room with yourself. Basically, it's snap out of it, come back to now. If you ever find yourself suffering through a punishing emotion, you can mindfully step away from it and into an oasis of objective self-observation. You can go from suffering in a thought and any negative emotion that comes with it to being quiet and content right here, right now in the room with yourself. And then as as you're there in the room with yourself, controlling your attention, being in the moment, as they say, when you are tempted to delve back into a negative thought, you can simply not participate. In a way, it's kind of like using your attention to wake yourself up from a horror movie you pay to see but fell asleep on, not realizing it's only a film. When you wake up and see that it's only a drama on the screen of your imagination, you can get up and walk out into the warm, well-lit world outside the theater. Now, mindfulness gives you the ability to instantly remove yourself from any negative state so that you can center yourself, calm yourself, and create enough mental space in the present moment to calmly address whatever idea put you in a lousy mood in the first place. A secondary benefit of mindfulness is that it teaches you to remain alert for the kinds of uncomfortable thoughts that rise up from your subconscious mind so that you can build the mental skill to prevent yourself from being habitually caught up in a negative mental experience. When you learn how to disconnect from the onset of a dark, stormy emotion before it sets in to unleash its fury on you, you virtually eliminate lousy moods from your life. So you, you, I, I wrote something down as you said it, and I didn't want to stop you because you're on a, you're on a, um, you're on a roll there. Oh yeah, you don't down. want to stop me while I'm on a roll, bro. I, like know, I know, you, I know. You, <laughs> you'd never be able to find it again. So um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so you said, you said, um, and I'll, I'll paraphrase it because I didn't write the whole thing down. It says something like, if you, if you ever find yourself suffering through um, a, a punishing emotion, you can mindfully step away from it into an yeah. oasis of objective self-observation. I just love the beauty of those words, into an oasis of objective self-observation. Because you use the words punishing emotion and then set an oasis of objective self-observation. I love that because... Because emotions feel like a storm. When you start to observe it, it's like being in a storm. If, 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 they're, if they're, I mean, it's intense. It's chemicals like blasting through your brain and body. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... I just thought that juxtaposition between punishing emotion and a waste of objective self-observation was a was beautifully put. So 
So the I'm good a thing poet of, and didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so the good thing about psychological and emotional well-being is that what is good for one is typically good for the other. So yep. while they are two totally different things, they really are tied together. Um, and as T said earlier, your your emotional well-being is how you feel and how you express those feelings. So Can I jump to, in there a second on that? Jump, That's jump. important because you were just talking about um, uh, your, like your your bio, uh, your gut health, uh, and the way you feel and how it affects everything. So it it does really tie together. If your if your physical health, if if the foods you eat are also making you feel bad, they will cause you to generate negative thoughts in response to the the physical lousiness that you feel. It's it's really it's connected. Absolutely. It's all connected. And we're going to make all of this connect together. So in the, in, the, in the previous episode, of course, we talked about spirituality. In this episode, we're talking about your your health, both mental and physical. In the next episode, we're going to talk about relationships. Um, and then, the, and then the, the, final, the final episode, the episode after that, about the final <laughs> pillar, the final pillar, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, work, your, your monetary, uh, that portion of the how to live your best life. So and then we're going to tie all of this together uh, and make it make it make sense. So to improve your emotional well-being, you can do a few things that we've already spoken about, which is to get quality sleep um, mm-hmm. and reduce stress. Also work on being mindful as T has already spoken about. Uh, also uh, strengthen your social connections and be mindful of your feelings and what emotions they bring with them. So this no, is something that is important to know, right? Is yeah. that feelings and emotions are different, right? So yeah. All right, so all this will help you build your emotional resilience. Um, you know, there are a few other things that you can that you can do. Uh, take time for yourself each day. Um, notice the good moments. Lean into them. And don't feel them. guilty about and don't feel guilty about taking time for yourself. That's no, it's no, no. I want you to be selfish. I want you to be selfish. It's from time. You can't be giving, giving, giving all the time because you won't have enough to give to yourself. So exactly. Notice the good moments. Lean into them and enjoy it. Tap into your social connections and surround yourself with positive people. Uh, practice gratitude. Yes. Yes. That again, right? Very important. All right. So look at problems from different perspectives. Think of think of problems or challenges as a as situations to grow, not as obstacles. And remember, obstacles are the way. Rather, see them as opportunities to become stronger, better, um, and learn from your learn from your mistakes. Um, yeah. Think about how you can guide your life by principles that are important to you. Now, that's, yeah. that's a whole episode by itself, which is also <laughs> problem solving, too. But which yeah. brings us to social well-being. T? Well, the quality you of your experience of your relationships with like your family and your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers. Well, it's a fundamental subjective measure of how much joy you're able to get out of your life as you go out into the world each day, carrying around the psychological and emotional habits that you, that, that you have. Uh, now, as David likes to put it, the way you treat others starts with the way you treat yourself. You cannot escape it. Uh, the way you treat yourself includes how you talk to yourself, uh, the thoughts and emotions that uh, you that cause you to do it the exact way that you do, uh, whether you talk to yourself negatively or positively, whether you chew yourself out or whether you're gentle and compassionate with yourself. And, and every action you take in response 
to the way that you treat yourself, whether it be a healthy expression or an unhealthy one. Now, as you talk to and treat yourself, so goes your only real world reference on how to deal with others. As you treat yourself secretly within, you will eventually treat others that way. Also, you will react that way. Sure, you can fake it for a little bit, but in the end, the true you always comes through. The quality of your psychological well-being and your resulting emotional well-being determine the quality of your social experience. You cannot enjoy the company of other people if your central nervous system is geared to dislike your own company. Until you learn to be at home within yourself, you will never truly feel at home with anyone else. Wow. Yes, absolutely. And we will talk more about that in the next episode because that is so, so very important. Um, You know, what you said is like until you learn to be at home within yourself, you will never truly feel at home with anybody else. That is yeah, that's 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 fantastic. So that's a fact I've learned. Absolutely. So there are many ways that you could be more socially well, but I talked just about a few of them. So I like first, that term. Socially, socially well. well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, become a better communicator. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, communication is a lifelong skill, and it's an important aspect of being a better leader, a spouse, employee, employer, child, parent, or even a friend. So communication is something that's very important. So say what you mean, mean what you say. And and this is another episode that it's sometimes it's hard for people to understand what you're saying because they're hearing it in a different way that you meant to send it. And so yeah. there's a lot of things to talk about about that. But become a better communicator. We need um, to put that in the next episode. That's an important uh, point uh, in relationships. It is. It's, it's, it's a major, major part. So uh, second is show yourself and others appreciation, right? Don't be overly critical of other people or yourself. Don't judge. Don't blame. Not Keep in mind, though, that if you are uh, highly self-critical, you will find a way to be critical of others. Absolutely, right? How you treat yourself is how you treat other people. So, um, again, there's, a, there's so much to unpack in this episode. I know that we have given everybody so much to think about. Uh, in in this in this episode, which is really what what we want you to do, we want you to kind of look at this and kind of dive into some of this stuff and learn more about it, uh, and continue continue listening to the episodes. Make sure you subscribe to it. Um, you can even go to creatingyourbestselfpodcast.com. Um, you give us your email address, we'll send you a link whenever we post a new one. Um, but just keep listening. We'll keep talking about all this stuff. Um, so practice practice self care. Um, yeah. It's okay to put yourself first. It's okay. There is a reason why you're asked on airplanes to put your own oxygen mask on first. Uh, Know who you are and who you want to be. This helps you and others know where your boundaries are. It's important that you know where your boundaries are and that others know where your boundaries are, right? It also helps. Dude, that's so – I mean it's also your self-expectation by knowing who you want to be. That does impact who you are right now. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. It's important to know how many people don't know who they are. They're just kind of floating through life, not really knowing where they're heading. So yeah. it's time. Yeah, it's time you strap even that motor dude, to your back. Even in my age range, it's going on in the 50s. Oh. People are still. Yeah, they 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 they've spent their 20s, 30s, 40s and now in their 50s with no purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why it's it helps to identify your needs and your preferences so that you can engage in positive relationships with others. Yeah. Um, also, you know, also another way you can be more socially well is is do what you say you're going to do. Don't be a flake. Um, <laughs> be, 
uh, uh, be supportive. Oh, I've been a flake. I mean, and I've, <laughs> I've been fighting for years to be less flaky. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, be supportive of those that you are in relationship with. And remember that there was more than one person in a relationship. It's not just you. It's just not your agenda. When, there's a time for being selfish. When you're in a relationship with others, you can't always be selfish. You're not, you don't have a relationship. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, remember to check in with your people. Show them that you care about them. Reach out to them. Show them that you love them. Check on them. How are they doing? And don't forget to do the same thing with yourself. You got to take those moments and ask yourself, how am I really? Right? So have those, yeah. have those conversations. I do that now. Thanks to you. <laughs> well, good. And you, as you should, you should, you should take it. Like even, even little pains and stuff in your, that you have in your body. It's like, okay, it's always been there. I don't even think that it's there. I'm not focusing on it. Lean into it. Figure, okay, why is this hurting? Is it maybe there's something wrong? Maybe I need to get checked out. Maybe it's something yeah. I'm eating. Not drinking enough water. Whatever it happens to be, look into it. Check in on yourself. So and and when it comes to relationships and checking in on other people, if you if you have any negativity going on in a particular relationship that you value, you want to do that checkup and you don't want to say what's wrong with them only. You want to ask, what is my contribution? Is there do I need some do a you know a self-check to see if I'm causing this to happen too? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's that's where you should start, right? You shouldn't go yep. into any kind of situation with somebody else thinking about how you can change them. You exactly. know that situation is what do I need to do to fix my part of this issue and then reach out, then communicate, then have a conversation with them about it. And that reminds me of something that your wise wife uh, gave to me that I posted up on Facebook. And it was a quote that had something to do with, it is not our place to try to change the people we love, but to, to be with them through everything they're going to endure because of who they choose to be. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, so wow. <laughs> T, uh, <laughs> this episode is full, full of actionable advice, right? Uh, and we're not done yet. So you definitely want to make sure that you stay tuned for the coming episodes because we have so much more to share, so much more to talk about, so much more to kind of unpack, dive into. And T and I are in this for the long haul. We know we have we didn't do a podcast last week, we run it every single week, but there's just been, you know, kind of going out of town. But we are we are dedicated to helping you to achieve anything and everything that you want to accomplish in life. We want you to be happy. We want you to be gratitude. We want you to have uh, the best possible life. So thank you for for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. We appreciate your time and we are eternally grateful for you spending it with us. And next week's episode, we'll be discussing the third pillar of living your best life, how to create meaningful relationships with both you and others. Emphasis on you and others. Emphasis. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing, sharing, favoriting, or all the above. As always, keep living your best life. Keep pushing and never, ever give up on your dreams. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.